Baz, I just don't have a witty intro for this week. I don't have any wrestling references at all. Well, I mean, I think you could do something. It like... doesn't matter what you think! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Love Podomania, <laughs> episode 7, I think. Not, I can't remember. But it's the SummerSlam weekend, and big thanks to Tom for that, or Wilson, I should say, for that very well thought out intro, which I thought was very good. And it works quite well, Wilson. Great, great uh, thinking there. How are you? I'm, I'm very good. How are you? Uh, uh, I spent way more time thinking of that intro than I did thinking about this uh, pay-per-view, which well, goes who to show. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame you, because, boys, I think we have some chats to discuss with this. But also joining me today is, of course, as ever, Mr. Chris Manning. Chris, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, Tom, I've got a newfound respect for you that I've never had before. That's very good. It made me laugh. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. Well, but, yeah, but I'm fine, Dan. Pardon? Even though you knew it was going to happen, you still laughed. Yeah, well, that's the best. That's the best kind of thing, and it? it's like when I what was I rewatching uh, rewatching I'm Alan Partridge this afternoon, and I still laugh made off the, like I did the first time I watched it. So yeah, excellent. I'm very happy to be here. Good stuff, and also joining us to complete the fearsome foursome, just like the main event of SummerSlam itself <laughs> is microphone. He's on recording duties today, which is good job because as my backup recording just failed 37 seconds in. Good tell. It's Mr. Tom Malai. Tom, how are you? Well, I'm feeling a lot better than I was on Monday after I stayed up for that shit show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I went out on Saturday night and then I stayed up for SummerSlam. I had to be up for work at half seven in the morning. And for some reason, I thought I'd stay up and I just got no sleep at all. So uh, I had yeah, to be up at half five for work. It just and... wasn't worth it at all. As uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get on to. <laughs> But um, apart, apart from that, I'm good, and I'm uh, I'm feeling the pressure about this uh, this recording resting on my yeah. shoulders. Let's hope it doesn't fuck up, or we're all down shit creek without a paddle. But before we get into SummerSlam, let's get to the main event of the fucking weekend. The main pay-per-view we all wanted to see. The one that was amazing, delivered in every match, was absolutely incredible. Surprise and turns, great wrestling. It, of course, was NXT TakeOver 3. Lads, this was miles and miles. It had half, less than half, less, pretty much a third of the matches. And it was fucking incredible, Chris. Definitely. And, you know, we're stupid to expect anything else, weren't we, really? Because time after time, they take what they've got. You know, they, they lose their roster. They lose the best people time after time. And they generate these new stars, whether they're from the Indies or whether they bring them up through the performance centre, whatever they end up doing. It's so consistent and it's so reliable. And it's just a refreshing difference, I find. It's it's just got a, a complete difference to the, the, the sort of watered-down, shiny, shiny nonsense of the main roster. I much prefer it, and I much prefer TakeOver to SummerSlam, which is quite possibly the most obvious statement I've ever made in my whole life. Definitely. And I think what's so telling is that five matches, matches that can go on for a while, feel, you know, they get a chance to build, be different, be cool, not like the SummerSlam Definitely. where everything's got to be done, in fucking one person's case, fucking frustratingly short and um figures every match is so much different black and atami beat the fucking shit out of each other diy v sanity is an absolute car crash gargano v almas is really really cool technical wrestling moon uh versus oscar it's incredible storytelling and then rude the rude versus mcintyre probably the i wouldn't say the worst but the least of the whole the card but we're still really good and a new champion new champions surprises and turns every corner uh wilson it was brilliant yeah it was fantastic um there's been like a trend with recent nxt takeovers where i've just not been interested going into it i've just kind of watched it because you know you have to as a as a fan 
but oh my god, this show was great. Um, I didn't watch the main event, admittedly. I only saw the ending, where obviously, you know... Uh, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the other matches were just fantastic. Uh, it's just such a... So refreshing how they can just consistently put on these great shows, and I mean... Mm-hmm. And then Roster could learn a thing or two about that. Absolutely. Can I ask about why you didn't, like even... didn't watch the main event, Wilson? Very interested I... to know why you'd watch the show and then not watch the main event. Because there was stuff on, like, I had stuff to watch and stuff, and, like, I would just really wasn't interested in the event. Uh, I've soured on Bobby Roode a lot, and Drew McIntyre has never really pulled me in. It was uh, a bit of a slugfest, two big lads, kind of. It was very slow, methodical, as Roode's matches tend to be. It wasn't bad by any chance, but I think you have to like that type of kind of more traditional wrestling to really like it, especially after it's come to get, uh, before, you know, after so many mad matches. Uh, The lie, did you get managed to watch this in between you going out and yeah, it was, uh, it was my uh, it was my hangover it was my my hungover viewing on a. Uh, it was Sunday. my hangover viewing as well. Yeah, Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. So um, that that was getting that was obviously getting me in the mood and obviously yeah the match is absolutely fantastic. Even uh, I mean when you start off with that Gargano and Almas match and that's the first match on the cards and it's that good you know you're in for a treat for the rest of the show. So um, yeah, um, fantastic and. As as we've said, it completely overshadowed SummerSlam as well. I think it really did, and like it was just hard watching. It was literally, the first match SummerSlam was hard. Well, not the first match, the first match on the proper show. It was just hard viewing because everything just seemed so kind of sluggish, and especially with that fucking crowd. But we'll get to some of them in due time. What I want you to do, I want each of you to name your favourite match and why, and we'll talk about it. But you can't name the same match as somebody else, in which case we'll talk about all the other matches that isn't McIntyre rude. So I think that's pretty pretty good. So Chris, what was your favourite match? Uh, I think the women's match was my favourite, um, just to get in there straight away, for the reason that you said. I, I like it how they built Asuka as this unbeatable monster and then have someone believably take a right to the very, very edge. I mean, I've seen matches like that before in the past where you've got you know, Goldberg, for example. I understand he made a tactical choice in terms of his approach to it when he fought against Brock. I didn't really, that didn't really pull me in. That was more of a spectacle, but I thought this, was, this told a story, a genuine mm-hmm. story throughout of, despite 150,000 wins on the trot, whatever it may be, there was, there was a time in that match that you generally don't know because she's the main... I think she's the main star in NXT, personally. I think Absolutely. She's, I think number one. said recently in an interview that he's, she's the one person who he was like to Vince, yeah. take anybody else, anyone you want, but the brand's built around Asuka. She's the yeah. queen. And she fucking I is. Same. I mean, did you think she was going to lose? Like, when Moon hits the Eclipse, only, I thought it was a little early, but I was like, shit, this could be it, yeah. Yeah, and, and, only, and only because I hadn't read that Triple H interview until after after the event. And so my mindset was like, well, you know, if she gets called up, then yeah, losing makes perfect sense because that, that's pretty much what everyone does. So there was a little bit of doubt in the back of my mind and that added another layer, I thought, to the storytelling that sort of will she, won't she? Will she lose a streak? Will she then get called up? And, and, and what could happen with Ember Moon? Because Ember Moon's that interesting character as well. <laughs> she comes out and, and I've seen her walk down the aisle a couple of times and she looks a bit timid and a bit... I, I know it sounds a bit strange given the sort of cocky character that she portrays, but... I always feel like I see a bit of I mean, fear in her eyes or something, but I thought she was really, really good. It definitely a performance of a, of a lifetime for her. And uh, if That's Asuka ever does get called up, I think she'd be a decent person to have as a as a number two behind the scenes. <laughs> Perhaps the best women's match of all time in WWE, Tom? Um, yeah, no, it was certainly, you know, it was certainly up there. You know, uh, as you said, um, the story they are building with Asuka and this winning streak, um, it's fascinating really. And, um, I did think um, I did think Ember Moon might actually do it, but I think to keep her on this winning streak, um, 
you know, it, it is very interesting. I, I wonder, will they sort of do what they did with Paige, where she went up to the main roster with the NXT title, and then she has to, mm-hmm. uh, she has to relinquish it at a later date? That would be interesting. If they're going to do that, they could do it now. She's suffered an injury, a collarbone separation or something or other, which means she'll be out for six to eight weeks, which means she would be back before the next takeover, and it's not as if she has to work week after, you know, day after day anyway. So there's no real reason for her to get rid of the title after 17 months just because of a kind of relatively short-term injury. But there is a possibility of her doing it there. I hope not. I hope I want someone to beat her finally. Could Wilson? Who do you think it'll be? Do you reckon it could be the winner of the May Young Classic and perhaps the obvious one? Because I think the only person who could get over enough to not be booed but after beating Asuka would be Kyrie Sane. Um, no, I, I agree with Sam. I think she'll relinquish the title when she gets, really? gets called up. I don't I... see them building anyone, even Kairi Sane, who's brilliant. I still don't think they can build her up to where she'll believably be Asuka. Interesting. I, I, suppose, I personally, I think it'll be, I reckon it'll be Sane or Sane, whatever, who eventually does it, or whoever wins the Mayo Classic, because it's clearly going to be someone they've got signed on. That's going to be very funny indeed. Uh, Tom, what was your favourite match? So my favourite match, um, it was between it was between Gargano Almas, actually, and Alistair Black and Itami. And I'm going to go for the second one, just okay. because um, I feel like it's a less obvious choice out of the two. And I remember I was, watch, I was watching it. Um, I was watching it in my living room, and it, the, the match actually made me suspend my disbelief, because the... It was it was such a stiff match, wasn't it? Like uh, oh, big some some of, some of the strikes that match, I, I I was just I remember just taking like sharp intakes of breath when like they were happening and sort of wincing at the TV um, with with some of like the kicks and the knees in it and it was just, it was just fantastic to watch and I do love Alistair Black. I remember sure. um, when he came out as obviously when he was Tommy End and he came out at the. Uh, the UK Championship as a sort of a dark match. Well, it wasn't a dark match, really. It was, it was on the show, wasn't it? But when he when he yeah. fought Neville at that, that was actually the first time I'd seen him because I don't really get to many indie shows or anything. And I was a big fan from there. And obviously seeing the way that he's built his character on the NXT roster and the way he's become Alistair Black, um, I think they've actually done a great job with him. And uh, to, to have him beat someone, obviously for Hideo Itami in the WWE, uh, it hasn't, it hasn't gone to plan, really, I suppose. Well, he's um, coming back now, though, isn't he? Yeah. He's had a horrid time, two, exactly. three years of injuries. But no, on the verge of a call-up as well, if you believe the, uh, really? if you believe the internet really? tittle-tattle. Yeah, he's not on his way up. But, That's I mean... Interesting, he's a good heel. Yeah, I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, the sort of the heel turn, that's that's worked wonders for him. And um, But for Alistair Black to beat someone of that pedigree, because obviously he does have quite a big... He does have quite a big pedigree, obviously, Hideo Itami in... Japan and absolutely, uh, and absolutely. stuff. So for an up and comer like still Black, unbeaten. exactly, and so for Black to keep his unbeaten streak going and to get a name like that under his belt, I mean that can only bode well for the future as well. And um, going forward, you know, obviously uh, main event picture, obviously Adam Adam Cole's just come in, so uh, mm-hmm. that's that's going to be that. But I think Alistair Black sooner rather than later will be in that main event picture on NXT absolutely. because He's he is absolutely fantastic. Don't know about him. everyone loves him. He's just badass, kind of, kind of just gal. Um, you know, he aura like everyone could just eyes are drawn to. Him, I think, yeah, it was another great match. Uh, Wilson, what was your favorite? Um, yeah, I'd probably have to go for Almas and uh, Gargano. 
and not just because that's the <laughs> that's the only one available, but that's genuinely genuinely was my favorite match. I'm always a big fan of openers that can, um, even if you're going into the show not necessarily excited for it, it can get you up. NXT are great at that. Yeah. They always pick good openers. They yeah, had, when they had the fatal four, the four tag match or the three tag match with Sanity and uh, like kind of oh no and all that, that was great. Um, this was really good as well. I think Gargano's new tune, brilliant. I love his character now at the minute. I love how he lost Selena Vega or Thea Trinidad, as she was once known, working wonders for Almas. And as we say, then Almas could find himself at the top of the scene challenging McIntyre before longer, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I also liked the bit at the end of the match where um, I think it was Almas chucked the DIY shit into the ring. Mm-hmm. And Gargano's reaction to that was just fantastic. Gargano is so good at selling a story. Yeah, it's haunted and it's going to be amazing when Champa finally does return and that feud gets to go. I hope they work out where Gargano, because Gargano will be top of the fucking card as well. He's probably the most loved babyface in NXT, I'd say. When he finally wins his title, they're going to time it so he wins and Champa comes back and just fucking kills him. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. That'll be a winning feud. There was one match left to discuss and I'm glad it was left because it was Actually, pretty much genuinely my favourite, even though I didn't love all the matches, but it was Sanity versus DIY. Sanity won the belts after a fucking just a bar brawl of the match. Nikki Cross got fucking cross-bodied for a table between two yeah. big lads. Yeah. That was amazing. I think you mentioned earlier, Chris, about the kind of the uh, the homegrown talents they've got at WWE. Aikam and Razar are the best examples of that by far. They are so they've improved so much. They look badass coming out like big fucking lizard men. Uh just really good. How they changed from being like the faces at first to sanity, kind of morphing into the faces. Young and Alexander Wolf, that was a fucking breakout match for him on the on, in WWE. He was great. And then obviously Sanity won the titles. Then over then Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly came out, beat the cherry of them, which leads them very nicely to the end of after McIntyre wins the title. Fish and O'Reilly come out, and Adam Cole, baby, fucking comes out of the crowd, batters finger, and then the the Ring of Honor. Uh, faction is here, Chris. I think they're called Future yeah. Shock, which is a shit name. They should be called Dishonored. But what can well, we do? Well, it's, it's the invasion all over, the invasion angle all over again, isn't it? Um, a special welcome, a special mention for um, Officer Payne coming out as Ninja Turtles from sort of 1995. I really awesome. enjoyed it very much. Very much. Um, again, not to sort of repeat myself too much, but they're they're apparently as well on the way up next couple of weeks. Hence the loss. Um, but, yeah. Do you think that AOP are the People behind the Brisango. Uh... Oh yeah, absolutely. Ooh, that's that's really good. I'm not heard. Yeah, that. I've not. That's the first time I've heard it. that makes perfect sense. I have um, heard that before. I heard that ages ago when they were first going to reveal it, and then they revealed it to be fucking Ascension again. Like they've clearly no idea who the, that is. So that'd be really good. Yeah, I agree. I think that's an excellent shout. Um, I really like AOP. I think they're really, really good. Like I said, fresh, um, unknown still basically. I bet they've not been doing it for two years. Um, though I love the ending, I absolutely love the ending. A huge fan of, uh, of, of Fish and O'Reilly. I've said this many times on the podcast already. And I've only seen Adam Cole in the flesh once, and again, he was as impressive as you might expect. So, really looking forward to see where this sort of mini invasion angle is headed. Mm-hmm. How buzzing were you, uh, Wilson, when Cole came out at the end? I know these lads are big deals, but honestly, Ring of Honor has just passed me by uh, in my wrestling watching really? habits. Uh, yeah. It's probably the, the, the big indie promotion that I've watched the least. Uh, okay. So I'm hoping that these lads can wow me, that they can live up to the hype, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think it's telling with just how the crowd reacted as soon as they came yeah, in. But 
the right at the top. It, it spoiled it a little tiny bit for me because I didn't know it was happening. Obviously, is these three down the road. Yeah, I didn't know it was happening at the end, and so to see the crowd go loopy for you know a good forty seconds before Adam Cole eventually jumped over the barrier, it <laughs> took me out of it a little bit because I was trying to I was sort of second guessing it in my mind who it might be, and uh, and I was completely wrong, but happily wrong. I just hate it when the crowd do that. I know they haven't got a choice. It's, it's exciting for the crowd, isn't it? So with the main show out of the way, we move on from a slam. We're not going to talk about this Jordan versus the Nintaraj and Jordan versus the Hardys because I didn't even know it existed until fucking I watched Raw the other day. Fuck that. Neville won his title back from Tazawa. Why they took the title off Neville in the first place, I'll never know, but this was good. Uh, there's actually a reason why they did that. It got revealed. Well, I know there's a reason. It's not a reason, yeah. is it really? It's a Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, basically, um, Vince showed up to Raw last week, the Raw before SummerSlam, and just kind of spontaneously decided that he wanted to do a title change and just decided to take a title off Neville and give it to Tozawa. And then Fuck sort of hell. the day before SummerSlam, he changed his mind and was like, nah, give it back to Neville. Fuck this Eight month frame. Yeah. Eight month reign for that. I mean, it <laughs> was good because it did lead to a mad. It led to a mad Neville promo on two two or five live when he got makeup on to make himself look haggard and knackered and stuff. It was really good. But I love Neville yeah, so much. Stupid. He's so good, isn't he? Um, we get to the best match of the night. I'd say apart from the main event, which was on the fucking pre-show, Usos versus the New Day. They won the titles back. They have sick music. They have sick look. They're really really good, and this was a great match, uh, Tom. Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I was in transit between a pub quiz and um, my mate's house for watching SummerSlam during this match, so oh, I didn't actually right. see it, which I am going to have to watch it back because I believe it was uh, fantastic. And really it, that was their match. Uh, Battleground was sort of the only saving grace from that pay-per-view as well. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, they have fantastic chemistry in the ring, and the Usos, since they've turned heel, have been absolutely fantastic for me. Um one of the biggest turnarounds I've seen um, from a, a tag team I literally didn't care about to one I, I sort of look forward to seeing every week. So My favourite uh, tag team, I think, no? Really? Well, I think I'd say so. But, In the main roster, at least, I'd say. Apart from Bizango, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it, Wilson? Yeah. I, for my money, this is the best pre-show match I've ever done. Like, ever. It's up there with Kalisto and Ryback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's always that's something you never thought you'd say, but but uh, no, this match was just fantastic. It had me just it had me wondering why they gave this away for free because the New Day and the Usos have worked a few times before and the matches have that it was always on a been good. And the fact that they put this on a pre-show and not a match like let's see, um, probably one of the belts to be honest with. You. Yeah, exactly. They could have put any number of the fucking main card matches on the pre-show, but uh, honestly, this match was so good. If you haven't seen it, people watching this because. I know people who do just skip skip out of the pre-show. Go out your way to watch this one. Yeah, it's just so absolutely, good. Yeah, absolutely. I hold my hand up as one of them. I, I've just not had a chance to watch it yet. Boys, oh, it's but, amazing. Uh, I, I won't think I'll bother watching Miz and what's in an empty arena match. I'll go straight to the usual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so good, honestly. Um, yeah. Xavier Woods and Coffee Kingston. They were, wait, was it? Was Coffee Kingston? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay, no, yeah. it, was, it was Xavier and Big Biggie. Biggie. Yeah, yeah, honestly, Xavier Woods is so underrated. He's such a good he is. but he's such a good like manager as well. I think he's the yeah. best one of them on the sidelines. Like a yeah, honestly. Yeah, it was class. No Man, there were some bumps. Biggie Spear has me shoot myself every time. And the the guy who got fucking Samoa dropped to the outside, Christ alive. Brutal. Fucking great match. Get it watched. Uh the show begins 
uh, lads, with John Cena beating Corbin, no fuss, no matter, a week after Baron Corbin lost his money in the bank briefcase after five seconds, has there been a bigger fall of grace in recent memory, Chris? Uh, Bolton Wanderers, probably 2012 <laughs> onwards, is probably the, the nearest one I can think. Um, they need to Fair send point. Baron back back to NXT, don't they? Because he's not—he's going nowhere. He was going nowhere with the belt. They would just put it on him to try and see if they could think of something to do, and they clearly haven't got anything. So he's going to go nowhere. He's, he's probably pissed half a dozen people off in the back. He shouldn't be pissed off. Get rid of him. Send him back down. Let him be the big dog then uh, in front of that full sale crowd. The match itself, um, I thought it was—it was, it was a, a typical sort of Johnny C squash, wasn't it? Really, he had a, a couple yeah. of moments here, here and there, but. It was never going anywhere else, was it really? Ever? Absolutely. I'm, I was quite sad for Corbin because I think he's good. I, I, he's not yeah. the best, obviously, but I think he's got he's got I think he's got the best kind of arsenal of big moves that look great than anyone else. He's chucked some of the knee. He's fucking deep six. He's uh, end of days. They're all great. He's kind of close around the corner. That's really good. I, he's obviously unpolished, and they shouldn't have changed his shit music. His music to the fucking Kane ripoff. Christ alive, but. And WWE cannot do fire graphics at all. Fuck me dead. But, yeah, this has been quite hard to watch, hasn't it, Wilson? I'd say. Can I just yeah. say one final thing, Tom? Sorry if you don't much for butting in. Um, but, yes. Dan, one one final question, just before you, you disappear from me. Um, how did you feel when Corbin took his shirt off in anger? <laughs> Mate, I don't want to body shame people. And <laughs> I think it is bullshit that he has to wear a vest, but it is pretty funny, isn't it? It's terrible. Terrible. Sorry, right, you yeah, make it. It looks on. like that. Right, Pokemon, that's just a big mud. Well, I, I, I don't get why. Yeah, I, his belly button really like confuses me. It's just uh, I don't get why it's like a line across his stomach. It's like a very, a very unhappy conker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this match was just a huge disappointment. It's obvious that Baron has some issues in the back that need to be resolved. Um, but yeah, the music. That's a that's a big part. That's a big thing for me. So when the change is awesome, Dean, to this fucking generic, um, oh, honestly, it's all bad. And I don't even like Baron Corbin that much, but it's still sad to see someone who clearly has potential to have this much taken away from him in such a short amount of time. It's such an awful company. It's such just cunts to everyone. Like the end of match, apparently he was put in a cage because he's scared of heights. Like they're just bastards. They're such bastards to everyone, man. It's horrible, but uh, bloody hell, it was yeah, it was a bad start to another otherwise bad show. Tommy, you got anything to say about this? I mean, yeah, I mean, it is yeah, it is just quite the fall from grace for Baron Corbin, isn't it? That uh, <laughs> that cashing on SmackDown, Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, yeah, he must piss someone off backstage because if you can't even cash in on Jinder Mahal and win, and he, you know he just rolls you up. There's something wrong there, and then obviously, not even letting him kick out of one AA either at SummerSlam. Um, yeah, any, anyone kicks out of the AA, so um, it's it's not looking great for him. And I, I don't see where Baron Corbin goes from here, really. I mean, I actually enjoyed him on SmackDown on, on SmackDown on Tuesday as a special guest ref. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, like Chris said, maybe I can't see him sending him back down to NXT, but. He need he needs something. He's been to... put down to the US title, hasn't he? He's been yeah. put away from the main event yeah. to mid card, which is fine. I think he's probably his mid card level, to be fair. But don't put the fucking cash in. Like we've not had a good money in the bank since Rollins now, and it's fucking well annoying because we don't we don't have that long. Apart from Carmella, Carmella is killing it. A fuck me dead. 
that can you imagine how you'd feel that's... imagine how you'd feel being in the in the crowd though because the money in the bank cashing is so rare it's once a year it's yeah. and, and you, you think you're in for watching sort of wrestling history almost and then that happens honestly um, yeah, you'd be so pissed off as a side note, what, what you know, would uh, would you be against them having a money in the bank for each each brand? I don't know why they don't personally. Uh, yeah, I'd like that honestly. Uh, I read yeah, somewhere I as well there was a there was a prospect of a tag team money in the bank as well, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's that, that might be all. Let's give everyone a fucking briefcase. <laughs> Just give everyone one. Glad it works. I um, think I've said this before on the podcast. Natalia, Glad it works. I've got a money in the bank briefcase for his dinner. I find it very. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, Huge respect. Oh, yeah, I've talked about that before. That's quite funny. Apologies. Um, Natalia beat Naomi for the title. I thought this was actually an okay match. I think it was Natalia's best match I've seen of her in the year or so I've been watching. And it was all right, but nothing particularly special at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really have much to say about this. Um I find it strange that Natalia is a women's, the, the women's champion now. Um, then again, I, I'm not the biggest Naomi fan either. So for me, it was a bit of a nothing match. I didn't really care about it. Obviously, um, it'll be a different dynamic with Natalia as champion. I was very surprised to see... I thought Carmella might cash in at this point. Um, because, I don't know, I, I sort of deemed Natalia as a weak champion who they could have sort of jobbed out to her there, but um, I, I am enjoying Carmella having that briefcase, so I think the longer they drag it out, um, the more the suspense builds on that, but the match itself, I don't really have I don't really have much to say about it at all, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's weird that they've taken the belt off Naomi when she's kind of made it her own. Yeah, I mean, had yeah. this really cool gimmick and everything. I mean, I do, I do like. You know, obviously her entrance is great, and the fact that they've they've actually she's actually like got the glow glow belt and stuff. I'm I'm sure she shifts a lot of merchandise, but in in ring wise, I'm not I'm not too sure about her. Like um, that move where she jumps up and does like the kicks with like both of the legs, <laughs> that pisses me off every time she does it. That is shit. Uh, it pisses me off almost as much as uh, Dean Ambrose's lunatic lariat. Um, they're probably my worst two moves <laughs> in WWE. But um, yeah, like I say, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really care about this. I think the SmackDown women's division has has, uh, has gone downhill a bit. I think. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Has. Um, Anyone else got anything to say on this? Yeah. I have some positive things to say about this match. I think this was oh. Natalia's best match I've ever seen. In yeah, the I agree. Four plus years I've been watching wrestling again. Um, I think, because let's be honest, this isn't going to be a long reign. It's going to be a transitional one. And let's be honest, who's going to be really be upset if, if Carmella cashed in on Natalia? Because oh. if, if, if Carmella cashed in on Naomi, you'd have people, you know, fucking bitching, whining, shit like that. If it's on Natalia, who, get, who really gets the shit? Like, really? People will focus more of that energy on being excited that Carmella, Car- uh, Carmella finally has a title. I think she'll get a cash in on someone who beats Natalia, be it kind of Becky, probably. Oh god, no! If she cashes in on Becky, I'm fucking fuming. <laughs> happens. It's definitely going to happen. It's definitely happening. Like you just need to accept. I have time. Um, next up, we have Taps, the worst match of the night. Big Cass versus Big Show. <laughs> Enzo in a cage. He greased himself up. Escaped, got twatted straight away. Shite match. Shite 
no point. Fucking wank. And big, and big cast is fucking crucial the day after. Fucking absolute shit show, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's wrestlers I don't like, doing stuff I don't like. Uh, I, this is the moment that I uh, I was having my tea. wasn't really paying attention to it the, the night after. Um, but yeah, my, my jacket potato I had was really nice. Um, it was pretty well cooked. The skin was crispy. Um, the chilli con carne inside was quite spicy. Yeah, I, I give that five stars. Fair play, fair play. Uh, Wilson is just a fucking train wreck, and it? it's ruined both of them because they both need each other. I think Enzo will do about right on the 205 Live, and I think he's needed there because I think the, the reaction he got when he came out was great. Gives another recognisable face, another, um, you know, an over guy in that division. But this has just been fucking... It was done well up until the reveal, and it's just been shit after that. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt to um, give some thoughts on this. I'm just going to read directly what I wrote on my notes for this match. Um, Get in the fucking cage already, Enzo, Nate. Fuck off, big cats. End this fucking match. Enzo isn't even being entertaining. Why have him there? Enzo dangles on the outside of the cage for a bit. Could do a jumping attack on Cass, but just drops in and Cass gives him a big, a big boot. Horrific match. Yeah, pretty fair. much. I think, I think that does about sum it up. I think this was the point in the night where I was like, why the fuck have I stayed up for this? I was like, why the fuck have I stayed up for this when I have work in six hours' time? Like, uh, If you're saying yeah. that... Uh, if you're saying that um, What's his face? Baron Corbin's pissed people off in the back. Then Christ, I can only imagine what Enzo's done. <laughs> yeah. Not by, yeah. Well, the fucking stories are funny. Even the big dogs fucking spitting his dummy out. Then that's right. There must be shit gone down. I mean, like I say, even no, the es- even, even the escape from the cage was just utterly pointless because he just got booted straight in the face. <laughs> See, I thought him actually escaping was pretty funny, yeah. and how he did it was pretty funny. But like you said, Sam, why didn't you just fucking jump on him? Why <laughs> yeah, the yeah, fuck did he just get him? <laughs> Oh, stupid. fucking stupid, fucking stupid. But none of it was nearly as egregious as this one. Rusev comes out, sneak attacks Orton, they go into the ring, Orton RKO's him, wins in about 10 seconds. Fucking bullshit, Tom. I was fucking disgusted at this. How I didn't go to bed after... I think this is when I stopped watching, it was just on my phone all the time. And then I didn't really pay attention to the next three matches till I went to bed. But this was... I was fucking heartbroken seeing this. Again, so after this Big Cass and Enzo match, uh, not Big Cass and Enzo, Big Cass and Big Show match uh, ended, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, we've got to sit through Rusev and Orton now, which, again, I didn't care. I like Rusev, but I, I didn't care about the match because there was they were, there was no reason for him to be fighting. And then, so I was sort of relieved in a sick sort of way when the match ended the way it did, but uh, I, I just don't know why they're doing this to Rusev. Like, why? I mean... He's such a good heel. I mean, he should be up there. And then you're having him losing five seconds to Randy Orton. Like, I, I don't, I don't see what what purpose this serves. Um, I don't That's know true. what's Rusev done, what Rusev did wrong to cause this. And um, fucking married the woman he loves. Married the woman. Someone cut, sees his cut, cut, been enough for him. Got, got a haircut. Yeah, got a haircut. And uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> There isn't much to say about it because it's it's it was genuinely it's, oh, honestly, a blink and you miss it. Broke my heart. Um, Wilson, like he just, that's oh, why. Like Orton, it's been a year since he got his head split open. Literally a year. Someone said last year he got his head split open by Lesnar. Surely he's been given it enough now. There, he did have to put up with Jinder. Fair enough, but surely he did get battered by the great Carly. So he has, you know, he has done his fucking share. But surely he's had enough fucking. 
payback now to just fuck off and not stop being a fucking cunt. Yeah, everything about this makes no sense because, like, sure, you could have Randy go over at Rusev. That's what I was expecting to happen. But why have it? Ugh, why have it end so abruptly? It just makes absolutely no sense. Like, who was Rusev pissed off? Rusev just doesn't seem like the type of guy to be going around rubbing people the wrong way. It just seems like he's sort of on that Bray Wyatt level where he's just there to lose. It's stupid. It really is. It really is. And it? it's very Definitely. sad. Next match was Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. And I thought this was very good, Chris, but I was just, I didn't really care at this point, to be honest with you. I was, this, the Rusev thing kind of just, just ripped me yeah. out. And I was like, I know the feeling. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, I hated the ending. I, I hate it. Anything where they do something that's not, not totally logical. In fact, the same point stands for the Randy Orton one because he spent five minutes beating the shit out of Orton. And then magically, we know what after effects of the beating, he did a very athletic move to win now. In the Sasha Banks one, spent 20 minutes battering the shoulder. Uh, what's his face? His shoulder. Blaine Banks' shoulder. And then she goes and does a, a submission move to win in about five seconds that requires putting all a load of torque on your shoulder. So your shoulder's either injured or it's not. So I hate that sort of stuff because it's completely nonsensical and it reminds me why I probably shouldn't be watching wrestling at my age, to be honest. Yeah. What do you think of it, Wilson? Um, this match was very bad. Um, was it? What do you <laughs> really don't like Sasha Banks, do you? Yeah, but honestly, a lot of what I didn't like about this match wasn't necessarily just attributed to her. Like, what did you all think about, like, just before the match? Because they had Bailey come on the screen to kind of wish Sasha good luck and all that. The she got crowd booed. shat on Bailey, didn't they? Fuck Brooklyn. This crowd were absolutely cut. They were all right for the takeover, but they've been cunts for everything since. Honestly, I would, couldn't. It's, it's been happening. It's been building. Like, Toronto booed her, but Bro- Brooklyn is her town. That, that, you know, like, that's where she was fan. made. I'm a big fan of her, of her being booed because I think she's absolutely diabolical. Even at her best in NXT, she's been she treated was, uh, so badly. Uh, it's she was barely watchable. Badly. Barely watchable in NXT. Nah, also, Another thing I want to say was: Does anyone else think this match was really kind of stiff? Like they were working very stiff with each Mate, other. Yeah, I said I think these two fucking hate each other. It, yeah. yeah, they've said as, they've said as much in interviews that this this they don't get on, and I like that. I think it adds a real uh, a real element <laughs> to it that, that that's different, and it's great. More of this real life bitch Alexa fighting. Punch I'll tell you what, in what, the face. Yeah, definitely. Whoever's got beef or who's got heat with Enzo and Big Cast, let them have a match with him. If he's pissed off the bloody the makeup woman or something, let the makeup woman have a match with him. I'd rather watch that than fucking <laughs> Big Show against Big Cass for the hundredth time or Randy Orton. I'd rather split my own head open than watch that again. Oh, shit. Time. Yeah, you. I saw that as well, uh, Tom. Like, he fuck. She fucking decked her. And there was a thing of the last one when Sasha did the knees to Alexa, and it, like she fucking kicked her head in when she was on the floor. Like, there's bad blood there, and it is pretty funny. So I wouldn't mind them having another match, to be honest with you. But yeah, there's something wrong there. I, I don't mind Banks being champion because I think it could lead to possibilities when Bailey does come back. Maybe Bailey goes healed. That'd be fucking funny. Maybe uh. Banks finally goes back here because I don't know if you've seen kind of Neville and her or as a tag team in the uh, fucking up up down down Rocket League tournament but they did a promo on Neville and Sasha Banks and they are so good and <laughs> Neville is fucking hilarious <laughs> always in character and then but Sasha's doing more of a heel arrogant stuff and she's so good at it she needs to be the proper boss again yeah I want to make it very clear that when I say 
when I go around saying how much I dislike Sasha Banks, it's because she's a fucking shit verse. She's terrible as an only verse. That's <laughs> just... John. Yeah. Do you have anything for this match, Tom? Um, I mean, it was just... <laughs> I, I'd sort of given up hope by this point. So, I mean, uh, this this particular match, I was, I was shocked by the ending, actually. I thought Alexa Bliss was going to go over because uh, five minutes before the match... Um, they had the promo for like No Mercy and Alexa Bliss is like the face of yeah. that. So But she didn't have the belt on it and he only caught true. that afterwards. Ah, true, true. That was a weird advert that. Yeah. Adverts were the fucking highlight of this fucking show. The yeah. KFC advert. Shawn Michaels wouldn't come back in retirement to face AJ, man. But he'll come out to be a cunt <laughs> and look dressed as fucking Colonel Saunders. Yeah, allegedly Allegedly that was Ric Flair. Meant to be Ric Flair, unfortunately. And he was uh, obviously unable to do it. Which makes more sense that they just shoe on some other dickhead in there instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I don't yeah, think the, I don't think, I don't think the match was terrible though. Um, you know, yeah, I think yeah, I think I mean I, I like I like Alexa Alexa Bliss has the best facials in uh, yeah. like, the best. Like, I mean, oh, I? A, face, a facial acting is the best <laughs> in the. <laughs> before that gets misconstrued, um, her facial expressions are the best in the WWE, in my opinion. Um, and I agree. obviously. You know, in the in the ring, you know, she could probably um, put a bit more work in. But I, I think she has some cool moves as well. And um, I, I do enjoy Alexa Bliss. And then Sasha Banks, I, I don't have a problem with Sasha Banks. I, I think a feud with Charlotte was great. And uh, um, I've, n- I've never actually seen her as a heel. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that could potentially bring if she, she does feud with uh, Bailey going forward. Absolutely. And yeah, as we're saying then, speaking of the adverts, the KFC actual advert with that Becky, Big Show, Golden, no, R-Truth, Gold Dust, that was fucking really funny as well. So adverts kind of stealing the way here. Next up was Balor versus Wyatt. Balor came out in the Demon. That was fun. The match was very dull. I hardly watched it. And Balor beat Wyatt, Tom. Just meh. Yeah, that happened. Um... I mean, Finn Balor's entrance, that obviously gets the crowd going, doesn't it? Um, and he doesn't wrestle... I mean, he doesn't He doesn't seem to wrestle with... I like Finn Balor, personally. I know Chris doesn't, but... Um, I personally like Finn Balor, but he, he doesn't seem to wrestle with any more intensity or anything when he is... No, the I demon. think his facial expressions oh, oh. and stuff yeah, kind of change a bit. Yeah, yeah, the facial I expressions... Felt like no, I agree with... Yeah. I felt like he did a little bit, you know, he did step it up ever so slightly. I don't yeah, think so. his moves, his moveset changes enough, which it should. He should be a lot more vicious in his moveset, but I think his kind of facial expressions and yeah, kind the, of his, the intensity yeah. of the moves. Yeah, the, the facial does, expressions, obviously, because obviously when he did the uh, the Bray White, Bray White did his weird little, um, his little Spider crab thing. or whatever he does, um, and Finn Balor was just completely unfazed by it and just like snarled at him. And that, 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 that was quite nice and... Um, you know, but yeah, like the match itself, I don't, I don't think I've enjoyed a Bray Wyatt match in a long time. Uh, I just, I just don't get Bray Wyatt personally. Um, I've, uh, there's nothing there for me, and, and once again, I, I didn't know why they were actually fighting each other. Um, aside from one's the Eater of Worlds and one's a Demon, I don't know. I couldn't follow why they were Same feuding. Same with every Wyatt feud, yeah. really. Yeah, it was very much a prototypical Wyatt feud. It was just like, oh, Finn, yeah. You a slave to the fans and shit, and then Finn's like, "Oh no, I'm not." Yeah, very disappointing, really. Yeah, uh, I'll give some thoughts on this then. I guess um, 
this match was just if you took away the demon if you took away the demon shit this was just a raw match yeah yeah very much an afterthought no need to be paying for this match uh just yeah honestly but yeah um, finn showed more intensity which was good so i like that I thought the whole thing was more like Raw because it was the same set, no fireworks, nothing exciting. That's the problem. We've talked about yeah. it No fireworks now is really crap. Like when Lesnar does his kind of uh, kind of his pump, there's no fireworks anymore. Neville doesn't have any. No. It's it's pretty pretty lacklustre. Um, well, in terms of this, let me just have it out of my feet, don't mind. No, but in terms of this, this Finn Balor match, obviously, I'm, I don't think Finn Balor's really up to much but I don't see why he doesn't make a difference and impact in this demon thing because he, he seems to win all the time when he does it so it, it doesn't make sense to me in that case why wouldn't he do it all the time I'd like to see some sort of separation in the character personally like when he's the demon say he goes mad and like beats a referee up or something and then when he comes back to Finn he sort of doesn't know, doesn't remember doing it you know just something a little bit more interesting than just it's the yeah, same little Irish little art like a, little a werewolf type thing Oh yeah, like like sort of Incredible Hulk or whatever. You know, he's just this little Irish guy with his face paint on. Have him do something crackers when he's he's the demon that really separates him from the sort of goody two shoes character that he is when he's not dressed as a demon. You know, like a split personality type thing. I think that would make it a little bit more interesting because in the in the ring, I don't think he's particularly exciting. He's shit sling blade and the worst finisher of all time. Not enough. Yeah, I I I can get behind that. Um, the third, the third best match of the night, I'd say, and the only, the third, only really good match for a SummerSlam card out of thirteen was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins beating Sheamus and Cesaro for the tag team belts. This was really good, definitely built up. The ending was great, but the undoubted fucking king highlight, the best thing of this whole fucking show, Wilson, was Cesaro going to the crowd and ripping up a fucking beach ball like a legend he is. That yes. was incredible, honestly. Um. Yeah, at face value, you look at that and you think, yeah, Cesaro's clearly pissed off at that and he wants people, the fans to fucking respect them putting their bodies on the line. That's fine, but the cynical side of me thinks that cra- crowds are going to see that and think, oh, we can get attention from wrestlers now, let's start bringing more beach balls. He's so, been banned. Yeah, that's true. But um, they could, I don't know. Well, that I think there's a way to circumvent that. I'm kind I of. Know, I fucking loved it. It was great, and it was good because yeah. a heel did it, and it got mad heat, and he just looked fuming when he did it. And just ripped a beach ball in half. I couldn't do that. He's a madman. Like, how the fuck do you do that? It's like something yeah. Kevin Owens would do, but Cesaro pulled it off just as well. I think. Yeah, it was great. It was absolutely great, and it was a it was a very good match as, as well, Wilson. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm so happy Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are together because on their own, they're two people that I don't particularly care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a huge fan of the Shield, so seeing them two together is just fantastic. And the bar are um, excellent. Mm-hmm. I I was expecting, I still expected even even after they won, I was still expecting Ambrose to turn. Like, I think that would have been really cool for him to win the belts and then just turn on him. So he's yeah. like Rollins is a tag team on his own, and then he just has to face Cesaro and Sheamus again on his own for the belts and just gets battered. Like I'd have liked to have seen that and finally get Ambrose healed. But I agree with you; these two lads who are often lost in the shuffle. So to see him a champion, see him have some direction is really good. And they had a great match with the Hardys the next night yeah. as well. I need to um, you... also I need to uh, address the elephant in the room. What oh. do we think about uh, Seth's uh, burn it in the theme? Burn I actually don't mind it. I like it. And it's yeah. over. People scream it, but the shit graphic. I said it earlier with Baron. They cannot get fire right. What's wrong with them? Yeah. Do you remember right. WrestleMania when Triple H came out that really elaborate op- uh, entrance, and then Seth Rollins' entrance was him lighting a fake 
Olympic torch yeah. to the ground. That was the shittiest fire of all time, I think, that. And his fucking... The ring didn't even have fireworks in it or anything. Oh, so stupid. Yeah. I, I just like the burn it down thing. But yeah, his shirt... Right. His shirt with it on is fucking embarrassing. I could have made that in fucking clip art. In MS Paint. Like, oh, my days. They need to get better fire graphics. But I do like it. It's a, I like... I think every song should have a bit of words to it. Get someone to sing along. Unless you're a heel, of course. Which you don't want. Um... Any thoughts on this, Chris and Tom? Good match? Tommy, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, this this was sort of... It was a highlight of the night up until this point, wasn't it, really? I I, I had completely lost hope by this point, but this, this sort of perked me up a bit. I mean, again, uh, I wasn't I'm, I wasn't the biggest Dean Ambrose fan. I do... Uh, I, I do... I think Seth Rollins... Um, I think Seth Rollins is great, but I feel like he hadn't been hitting the heights that he could do, so I think... Getting them in a tag team together—that was definitely the right thing to do. And obviously, the crowd love it. And there's a whole shield thing, and um, and I really like Cesaro and Sheamus as well. And as you mentioned, with the beach ball ripping it up, that was a uh, that was sort of the biggest pop of the night in uh, when we were watching it at the at my mate's house as well. And yeah, just 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 a great match really. And um, going forward, I am looking forward to seeing the dynamic between Seth and Dean. You know, whether that does entail. A heel turn. I'm pretty sure it will do down the line at some point because um, it, it has to, really, doesn't it? But uh, for now, I'm looking forward to them just being a sort of unstoppable force in the tag team division because at the end of the day, they're both sort of up there towards the main event as singles competitors. So as a tag team, legitimately, they should be beating absolutely everyone. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm, I'm actually, I actually had a theory when they won the titles. I actually had a feeling that they might come out and help Roman win the main event but obviously that didn't happen as we'll get on to no. but um, I think down the line that that if they do stay together that, that is something that could happen and obviously that, that would be the way to get Roman Reigns over um, well, the only problem is Shield's definitely going to get reunited but the Shield music is Roman's music so uh, technically not uh, that Robert music's the most booed the I'm a bit of a nerd for knowing this, but the Shield music and Roman's music aren't the same. There are differences that are noticeable. Hello? Hi. Yeah, I'm uh, just taking in the fact that you recognise the difference between the two oh. pieces of music. <laughs> I didn't realise you did that, groundbreaking. <laughs> you, could put them, you could put them side by side. I don't think I could notice the difference. They seem really similar. Well, I, I, was, I, was, I was interested to see, uh, with, with talking of the music, I was interested to see um, what music Ambrose and Rollins would come out to. Obviously, they did just use both themes, and I was like, well, obviously, they can't use the Shield music because it is pretty much Roman Reigns'. Is, um, obviously, it is, it, is, it is slightly different, but, you know. Um, but do we do we all think the Shield reunion's happening, and, and when yeah, do we think I that's going to so. come? Uh, I, think I don't know. Two I'm, years I'm, now, I'd say. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not quite so, not quite so certain. I don't think I think you've got two people such as it was Seth and, and Dean who are, you know, decent enough and fit and popular enough in their own right. Um but they're not really they weren't really going anywhere, were they? So it was the only thing they could do. I think Roman's got more options than that. So I think yeah, like, you know, you you're looking at least I don't know, it's hard to guess, and at least twelve months off, I think, when they they run out of ideas for the big dog. Yeah, true. Um Shall I uh, just continue with this? Yeah, let's. I think I think we've lost um, Daniel, haven't we? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I was just letting you finish. Oh, oh, <laughs> your pardon. I'm listening Sorry, to yeah. the fascinating conversation. I did break up a little bit, so that'd be fun. Beg your pardon. 
Dan, nobody's asked you your thoughts on this, I don't think, have they? On what? The music? On the music? Where do you stand? Was, this is that's important. exactly what I was talking about loads when I broke up. So maybe ah. my thoughts will be over everyone else's thoughts when this fucking I thought you'd gone off. I thought you'd gone off to listen to YouTube or something trying to compare the two songs. <laughs> no, I was here and I was saying that um, it's stupid that they can't do the reunion because it's... Uh, they can't use the music of the reunion because it's fucking Rangers music and it's the most booed music going. But what can you do? Styles beat Owens with McMahon, the referee. What did you think, Wilson? I thought this match was good. It was very entertaining, like I thought it would be. Uh, the dynamic between uh, Shane and the two wrestlers is very fascinating. Obviously, Shane has reasons to dislike both of them. And I thought um, the sort of story going into it was AJ and Kevin were just kind of desperate to prove that Shane is useless and um, unreliable, but Shane's doing his best to call it down the middle and be a, like an upstanding referee. And I think that theme for it, the match, gave it a very good story. Uh, Kevin was hilarious, obviously, giving his one-liners during the match. Um, the wrestling itself was very good as well. There was one particular moment where uh, Kevin does an edge matic to AJ, which I don't think I've ever seen him do before, but AJ sells it really well. Uh, these two work so well together. What did you think, Chris? Yeah, I totally agree. I think Owens has been fantastic last sort of three months or so. I think the, the switch to SmackDown's really, really shown him to be in the top in the top five as far as I'm concerned at the moment. Uh, yeah, I agree fully with what Tom said about the the, the uh, talking shit in the ring. The you know you fall off buildings. How can you not get up after that? That line? was brilliant. Uh, absolutely, that was so good. Pants. I thought it was it was great. And the, the physicality with the referee involved as well, which obviously is more than you get with a normal referee. Um, I think Shane's brilliant, although he's a very unusual colour. I have to bring that up right away. Looks like uh, looks yeah. like something from Oak Furniture Land. He's weird. <laughs> um, but the, in it, all in all, I thought this was probably my um, my second favourite match of the night. I thought it was real. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I couldn't call the ending all the way up to the finish either. Could have gone either way for me. And obviously, we had Tuesday night's uh, revelations as well as to what happened after that with the, the final ever challenge. Um, but I really enjoyed the storyline. I'm, I'm sad to see it end. Mm-hmm. I I've not been massive on it to be honest with you. I don't think these two have connected as well as I was expecting them to do. This match was great. I actually think their Tuesday match to Tuesday night match was actually really good. I enjoyed I think I probably might have been enjoyed that more, maybe because I wasn't fucking watching on SummerSlam. Um but what I'm most looking forward to now, if they don't give it us, I'll be fuming. I want Styles open challenge properly. I want him to face Gable and Rusev and Rude and fucking Zane Shelton, Dillinger, Shelton, fucking Tyler Breeze, everyone. (laughs) I want to see him do the open challenge. I want to see him do it properly because they teased it at the start of SmackDown and I was like, Rude's going to come out. It's going to be amazing. And then they fucking, it was fucking Owens, which is such a dick move and it was so good. And his promo on SmackDown, how I love it because they're giving him so much kind of things to be egregious with right righteously and then he's just because he's a heel he just he gets cut down by everyone so it's really funny like the, you know the best villains are the ones that are kind of justified and Owens is as you say Owens is fucking killing it what do you reckon Tom? Yeah I mean these, these two are both absolutely brilliant they're two, two of my favourite wrestlers and you know to be fair I think the the feud had sort of run its course I think they've had quite a few matches now aren't they um, so obviously I think they put Shane in there to keep things fresh and um, obviously, he, he did try his best, but obviously his sort of incompetencies um, in like you know not seeing Styles' foot on the bottom rope until after he's counted free and stuff that that sets up. I believe they're going for a uh, are they going for an Owens and Shane feud down the line 
for Survivor Series, I think. Probably. I, th- uh, I think I think I think the rumor is there's going to be like a team Owens and a team Shane, which I'd I'd be interested to see at Survivor Series. But um, yeah, these two, yeah, they, they, they've AJ, AJ Styles never puts on a bad match in my opinion. Like I, I'd I'd be hard pressed to to mention an AJ Styles match that I haven't I haven't thought was at least decent. So you know he's just he's just consistently excellent and Kevin Owens up there with him. I'll, I'll, I think Kevin Owens is such a great heel, um, and they play off each other so well. And um, obviously, Shane played his part as well. And as you mentioned, I actually did prefer Tuesdays as well, um, Dan. Um, but uh, I think I think the good thing about this match as well was uh, you didn't know he was going to win. I think at this point of the night, every title had changed hands as well. Because right. um, I was making. I think it that was purpose. I think that was done on purpose because of this. Yeah. And so that that sort of kept you guessing because you was like, oh, is it going to be a clean sweep? And obviously, I think getting before we get onto the main event, but Brock Lesnar, uh, I certainly wasn't expecting him to win that match either. So um, it did look for a time like all titles were going to change hands. So it did it did sort of keep you guessing, and I think that's I think that's good. I think if you go into a match and you know you you know who's going to win, or it's obvious who's going to win, it, it doesn't make it as fun and. Um, with with these two, legitimately, either of them could have gone over, and you know it would it would have been great. And um, I tell you what, from my point of view, what makes it more entertaining, lads? Fucking come off social media. I didn't have a clue what was going to happen in any of the matches, <laughs> and watching them the day after, like I, t- I tend to do um, after work the next day, I, I can't really avoid it. Generally, you know, during the working day, you might idly go on Twitter or Facebook or something, and someone always spoils it accidentally. But I tell you what, that's the future. That I've enjoyed the last few pay per views so much more. The future is the past. The future is the past, mate. The past will be the future. Yeah, and it's a flat circle. I, I, I do, I do hate wrestling spoilers because I'll, <laughs> I'll be innocently on uh, Twitter in the morning. It'll be, it'll be because Twitter has that um, see what you missed sort of thing, and it'll be all the tweets yeah. from the middle of the night, and it'll, it'll, yeah. always, it'll always be, uh, it'll always be Dan and Tom. Uh, Wilson just like <laughs> <laughs> tweeting, tweeting about, tweeting Sorry, about Ross. It's all right, mate. Um, yeah, and. Um, I say I can't blame you because you're watching it live and you know you're tweeting about it as it's going on. But mm-hmm. um, I, it is it one, is, it is, it is one of the um, things. And even when I stay off Twitter, I'll go on Instagram and someone will have like taken a photo of the screen. Oh, and you've got to you've got to skip Instagram. You can't yeah. go on Instagram until it's happened because everything will be spoiled on Insta. Um, yeah, and it's just, it is it is just staying off there. But um, which is why I did have to watch it live because the guy who sits next to me at work as well as the is a massive wrestling fan, and he said he was going to watch it live. And in the end, he didn't do so. I stayed up for no reason, really, because I could have, <laughs> I could have probably avoided all the spoilers until I got home. But um, oh, this this one was definitely worth staying up for. I think. Back on the subject of Styles. Sorry, Dan. Back on the subject of Styles. Do you think he's he's got anywhere else to go on SmackDown? I just think he needs to think needs to needs to look into think about swapping nah, him can, over. He can get the belt again. I, I can see. Maybe Nakamura getting the belt, and then we get AJ Nakamura proper. So that's it's going to be AJ Nakamura for Mania. It just has to be. It cannot be anything else because that'll be the match. Yeah. That'll be the the one. Like they can do whatever they want with Roman and Brock or whatever and Cena, but they need Nakamura and Styles is going to be the match for the rest, like the proper kind of wrestling fans, not the uh, you know the WrestleMania one timers, and that's what they need to build towards eventually. And that's what I think they will, and it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But speaking. Of Nakamura, I did not watch this match because fuck Jinder Mahal, man, so boring. Wins exactly the same way as he's won all of his title matches. The Sings got involved, 
and he did a shit coloss and he won. Chris, shite. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, eight, nine minutes in, Singh Brothers get involved, screwy roll-up type finish. Yeah, fuck this company, man. Pointless. Pointless <laughs> yeah, yet again. Yeah, let's rinse through Jinder because he's... Wilson farts quick. Cannot be asked debating him. Um, I think I said this before on this podcast, but I think we should... We should, uh, we're should. giving Nakamura a bit of an easy ride, in my opinion. He could have stepped up in this match. He could have. Dude, could he man, no, really? He could have done. He could have pulled some of that New Japan magic out, but he didn't because he's phoning it in. He only bothers with the big matches, and we all know it. You just don't want to admit it. I know, I agree. I've said as much on NXT that I don't think Nakamura, I didn't even think his name match was that good to me, actually, even though everyone else does. Um, I agree, and I think that easily, easily, and by far away, the best Nakamura has ever been is when he returned to the Money in the Bank match and he beat the shit out of everyone. Oh but yeah, I and also the, the think, John Cena match as well was fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. But I, I think the problem is as well was he's not being booked right. He's being booked to fifty-fifty matches too much. He's not being allowed to just kick the shit out of people. His fucking match, his debut match with Ziggler, fifty-fifty, where he's getting beaten for most of it. They're not making him the fucking kick-ass star that he should be, and that is fucking a shame. It's got to the point now where I genuinely. Kind of rude is a diff is like a different one, but I don't want people to get called up. I don't want fucking there's not much worry of this, but I don't want Oni Lorcan to get kicked uh, called up because he's probably one of my favourite wrestlers in the company at the minute. He just beats the shit out of everyone whenever he has a match. It's brilliant. He wouldn't be able to do that on the main roster. I don't want Gargano to go up because he just wouldn't be the same. And it's like NXT is my favourite brand at the minute, and it's and that's not without its problems. Don't get me wrong, but like you just don't get the same kind of. Uh, yeah, it's I agree. Just, NXT just seems to make so much more sense. I just want Hunter to be in charge of everything, and I think it'd all be gold. Yeah, another thing I, th- I found cool about this match was when um, they were changing between the Indian and uh, Japanese commentary desks. Oh, that was absolutely. Much rather listen to Indian commentary than Michael Cole. I'd rather listen to Michael Cole <laughs> trying to speak fucking Indian than Michael Cole talking normally. <laughs> Michael Cole is like just the most dark person ever and he can make anything just completely uncool and kind of admiring for it anything to say on this Tom I don't want to move swiftly on um, yeah you, you, you can go actually um, I sort of agree with Wilson about Nakamura I just don't think he stepped it up since he's come to the main roster obviously you mentioned the Cena match and um, his money in the bank but apart from that I just think He's not doing it for me, personally. I mean, I've not seen his stuff in New Japan, or um, I didn't actually see that much of his NXT stuff, so, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but um, he, I think he needs to step it up for me, and obviously, the Jinder Mahal title reign is what it is, I mean. I actually do think, I think it's, I think he looks great as the champion, he's so dominant, but his matches is just so boring, like, they're just painful. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to seeing the Sing Brothers more than I look forward to seeing them. <laughs> Mate, the Sing Brothers are so good. They should be. A, they should be the ones attacking Bizango for my money. They <laughs> the saying good on the uh, on the, the Bruce Pritchard podcast that I've recommended to you guys is a saying that he always comes out with that everything was fine until the bell rings, and I feel like yeah. exactly like that about um, about Jinder Mahal. He's I've been listening to that podcast quite a bit. Yeah, it's real. How do you find it? Very good. I listened to the CM Punk episode first thing. He was very, very, very good on that. He's a very funny listened- guy too, which I didn't know. Yeah, very dry. I haven't listened to that one yet. He's done one with um, uh, Tony Schiavone about WCW as well. It's, it's not, not quite as interesting. I'm not that up on WCW as I am. Old school WWE. But uh, yeah, dead, dead listenable. Recommend it to anyone who's not heard it yet. Something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, it's called. Really good. Speaking, 
Speaking of podcasts, right? You've listened. Do you still listen to Jericho's podcast? I listen if to the. Like, yeah. Yeah, I listen oh to the. Depending on the guest, although I listened to the Benoit one a few weeks ago, and, and I found really it. Really, I found it really uncomfortable to be honest. I didn't really. I don't know. I'm not sure. I really agree with it being uh, being spoken about like that. If you don't mind, just having a momentary diversion. It just felt they were a little bit too uh, too reverential for my taste. I think. Oh, what I, Benoit, I what, what Benoit did, basically, in my opinion. Uh, negates any real sort of praise even yeah. for his wrestling spirit, which I accept is totally totally separate I uh, I don't know where that yeah definitely but as I was saying Jericho right Jericho did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Bo Dallas conspiracy theories with Bo Dallas oh, I've Bo heard Dallas about... is a fucking nutter go and listen yet. to it it is hilarious <laughs> they, both honestly, like, they're supposed to both be as bad as each other aren't they unit? I couldn't tell if Jericho was egging him on or if he was genuinely believing it. I think he was with him, but Bo Dallas is nuts. He, Hollow Earth, lizard people, fucking <laughs> JFK, moon landing, every single one. It was oh, like that's... a tick list. You tick list of fucking nutter conspiracy theories. Bo Dallas believes all of them, and it is so funny listening to him justify it. I'm listening to this now. Right, when, when you hit stop recording this. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah, if Tom, goes to quiet, if Tom goes quiet in a minute, then you know full well he sacks us <laughs> off to listen to this. Honestly, swear to... F- I was listening to it at work, and I was in fucking bits. I couldn't... I was, must have been so embarrassing just listening to it. Fucking great. Recommend it highly. But what I also recommend highly is skipping most of the summer slam and going straight <laughs> to the main event as Brock Lesnar retained against Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. And lads, this was a fucking... Godzilla battle of a main event. Unbelievable match. Like four big pieces of ham just throwing itself against each other. (laughs) I really, really enjoyed it. And anyone that that can see Braun Strowman pick a chair up and throw it and not have a smile on the face has got no soul at all. Yeah. um, Great. Yeah, I mean, Braun Strowman. I mean, to be fair, everyone came out of this looking like a star. But Braun Strowman, Jesus Christ. I mean... He is the most over guy in WWE at the moment, isn't he? Pretty much. Biggest baby face going. Biggest yeah. baby face going. A few um, weeks ago, I was thinking about him, and I thought he's going to be like a sort of cane, you know, sort of big, you know, upper mid card, big guy. But no, I've, I've changed my mind completely. I think he, you know, he'd be champion within three months. And you know, as we were saying earlier, Chris, success stories about homegrown talent. This is the biggest example. Who would oh, have fucking thought? Absolutely, absolutely. The most successful member of the White family would be Braun fucking Strowman. Who would have thought it? Far and away better than Bray, miles ahead of him. But do you remember Incredible. when he came out? It, it, it was a choice between Bray and, and uh, Harper, who was number one. And then it was it was pretty much Eric Rowan and Braun, and you could have either of them as number three or either of them as number four. And it, nobody would have argued with you. And yeah. now look, look look where he's come in the space of 12 months. I read somewhere once that his, his debut match with WWE was only his third ever match, ever. Never mind in the company, ever, ever. It's absolutely phenomenal, and I really like him. He's absolutely killing it, and he seems like a proper, yeah, proper he's good He's so block, funny. Good, he seems like such a geezer. Well. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. so funny. There's videos of him just throwing fucking Nerf balls and stuff and just pissing himself. He's such, he's such a funny guy. Mate, he's, I love him. He's so good. I'm really, and really happy for his success. I think he's, he's great. Yeah. And everyone in this match was brilliant. Brock winning. I like that Brock won. I like that Brock retained. Brock is kind of... Kind of similar to Asuka in NXT, kind of somehow overcome. I don't like the shit taken to the back and coming back out. That's boring and tired. Yeah, I don't like but that. But I do like that Brock overcame such odds. He got took more bumps in this match than he's done in his entire fucking life. Fucking I'm just two turns. 
you can tell how much he respects the people he's working with because he Absolutely. just sells like an absolute motherfucker, doesn't he? Absolutely. When uh, Roman spinning through the barricade too, that, that was, was madness. Insane. That was absolutely how Joe just dodged it and sent him into it. All it was incredible. I think Joe's kind of the understated kind of player in this, but he still got loads of moves in. He still got his clutches and still look, you know, still nearly came close to winning it. That's and there were so many mad spots. That I can't even remember most of them apart from the tables. Brown flipping the table. That's just something new. That's I don't remember ever seeing before, and it's just sick. Like honestly, all of it was amazing and kind of. I did. felt Joe's. I felt Joe's a little bit underutilized. If I'm going to be honest, a little but, bit. Yeah. Oh, all, all, that, that's only a very very small nitpick because the whole show the whole um, the whole match especially the first half of it I thought was one of the best multi-man matches I've seen in a long long time really really good absolutely absolutely but I, that's what I'm saying I'm glad Brock's retained because I want Brock to it's annoying because it's eventually just going to be fucking Roman or see who beats him but having to be that kind of this undefeatable monster like overcoming everything it's it's a good story and it's the best for wrestling really. And I if Braun beat him at No Mercy, which is the match, Brock v Braun, I cannot wait for it. If Brock if Braun beat him, I'd pop like a motherfucker. Yeah, I'd scream at that and he's, he's it'd be legit it, it'd feel legitimate as well, wouldn't it? I mean I could have had Braun with the belt fucking three months ago and it felt legit to me. I've I, people laughed when he first started coming out doing the squashes, but honestly from the fucking first moment he shaved his side of his heads and had that sick music. I've honestly, it's kind of like the footballer. Oh, I saw him when he was playing at fucking Ajax Reserves. I've honestly loved Braun from the fucking moment he came out for his first squash. And I, it's, they built him incredibly. And it's just so great to actually see him do something so long term and good for a change. Um, could I have the uh, permission to channel my inner Bordellas here? <laughs> bit of a conspiracy theory here, boys. Uh, get your tin you got on that. Lizardy. Um, in my opinion. WWE knew about John Jones getting busted for steroids before this match happened Ooh. and decided to pull uh, the decision to have Lesnar drop the title. That is interesting. I, I, well, I've I seen the John Jones stuff and I was thinking, surely that's too much of a coincidence for them not to know. Like, Because I thought Brock had no chance because it said the whole shtick about him leaving. Obviously, that, that was just a massive red herring. But um, with this John Jones thing coming out, I'm sure... Like maybe Brock, yeah, there was no maybe maybe that. maybe Brock Lesnar knew or something, and he, you know, because uh, he was obviously meant to be fighting him, so maybe he knew, and you know, he let the powers that be WWE know, and yeah, I completely agree with you, Wilson, actually, there on that one. That's I never thought of that. Makes perfect sense. Did any of you see any yeah, of the uh, any of the Undertaker rumors beforehand? Well, there was a yeah. picture of him on a plane going, and I was like waiting for it. I was waiting for the gong at the end. And I, I was. Got I it thought. My fantasy booking would have would have Roman on the cusp of victory in it to go yeah. go dark go dark and have uh, just have the music no no appearance or anything like that but just you know a bit of mind games coming in. I, I was a bit disappointed they didn't do that but no complaints at all with the finish I thought the uh, the match was absolutely stunning. I am convinced Taker will have another match. I think he'll definitely come back for something. I it might be even be two years from now when he's fully recovered, but I. I think he'll have one more match. I don't know who. Don't should, know he, should, he come, he should he come back, though? Maybe not, but I don't not. give a fuck. Because I love him. He shouldn't, shouldn't have come back after losing to Brock in the first place in uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. I hope he does, though, because I love him. Uh, so that was SummerSlam. He had a few really great matches. A lot of naff shyness. And as is the trend at the minute, the Raw and SmackDown afterwards were pretty much better. The Raw was good. Not a lot happened, really, apart from... Um, 
Brock or Braun battered Brock once again, and that's settled for no mercy. And then there was just I can't really remember what anything else happened and, um, there. No, a little, a little, a little plug for for Miz's promo. Oh that my was god, great. yeah, Miz's promo was, was was probably the best he's ever done. Like, even better than that one he did on on. It was great, Matt. but then he just fucking screwed off when the lads came out, and it meant mm. nothing in the end. So that was annoying, but yeah, it was a really general, great promo. The general annoyance through the through the whole night as well about the beach balls. I found that incredibly amusing as well. You could see. Finn Balor as well, he's talking, you know, you're cheering your fucking beach ball. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I love I love the the blurring of lines in the in terms of what's yeah, going on in like that. Definitely. It really really brings me into it. I enjoyed it very much. That um that big cast injury looked nasty as well. Uh, yeah, he's done with Christian. It's funny Classic. how it's, it's funny how Enzo's ended up winning that feud. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they were fighting again though. Like, like Enzo had something to oh, prove though. Like after he makes no fucking sense, does it? Like, but, it yeah, and it was no like I said, um, it is annoying when it's a street fight and then all like Enzo, you come out with this massive, you know, trolley of weapons and all that got used was a chair. But obviously, maybe they were planning on using more. But the injury sort of. But then again, Cas was getting ready to hit his uh, Empire elbow, wasn't he? So that looked like. The match was about yeah. to end there anyway, so yeah, pointless match. And um, um, obviously, I hope I hope Cass's injury isn't too serious, but I don't I don't think anyone's really going to miss him that much. Cena showed up on Raw, of course. Who how can I forget? Sad to see him on SmackDown, but it's been replaced quite well. Um, is he feuding with Joe here or Roman? One of the two eventually. Uh, sure. The the Roman thing was just a tease for Mania, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think that's all good. Samoa Joe versus Cena could be great. Look forward to that. They said earlier, the Rollins and the Ambrose match versus uh, Hardys was really good. Hope the Hardys get some direction at some point because they quickly go in the way of the Dudleys. But SmackDown is where the good stuff happened. We had a great match uh, with Owens and Styles, as we said. Uh, Usos had a pretty... Uh, it was short, but not a bad match with the Hype Bros. I quite enjoyed it. And But the, the highlight, of course, is Bobby Roode is on SmackDown, replaced Cena. Babyface for now, heel turn, I imagine, I'd thought at some point. Really good. And the biggest pop of the night by far, Shelton Benjamin is back. Very happy with this, Wilson. Yeah, uh, Ch- Chad Gable's reaction as well. I reckon that was a shoot. His, his reaction. Because he just looked like a fucking kid in the gander, so didn't he? Mm, he did. I, think, I, can only uh, say, yeah. I can only say this as an embittered old fan, but Sh- ah, I didn't like Shelton Benjamin first time around. He was... He was good in the ring, and he had a good match with Shawn Michaels, but uh, I just remember him being a little bit vanilla. But we'll see. He's older than oh, he now. He's more I just remember him being experience. a smelly, really annoying heel, but really good at ladders and stuff. And I'm so happy. He, he was meant to come back when the brand split eventually happened. Obviously, he did his rotary cuff, I think. But it's great to see him back. He, he looks old, though. Like, I know he's in his 40s now, but, man, he I hardly recognise him. I think it was because I've always thought he was smaller. And next to Gable, he was fucking massive. Yeah, that's another thing. He looked very, very tall next to Gable, and I didn't remember him. Did didn't he? I I was like, fuck hell, he's grown. But um, I think Gable really... is pretty much a hobbit, though, lads. To be honest. Yeah, I think that is true. I, I, he's been Daniel as well. Yeah, I I really rate Gable though. So I mean, I've not actually seen much of Shelton Benjamin personally, but um, Chad King Chad... of the Money in the Bank match. He's so good in. But Chad Chad Gable, I'm looking forward to him, and obviously. Um, they, they could, you know, they could be a legitimate threat to the tag team division. But I can actually see, I can actually see them both feuding down the line. Um, yeah, because that'd be great. Too. I think, I think Chad Gable's good enough to sustain sort of a singles run. Um, I'd agree. I think his match against Rusev the other week was absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, he had a great match with AJ Styles a few weeks back as well. And um, yeah, yeah, I think I, I can see uh, I can see Shelton Benjamin turning on him before before too long, and um, I think they'll they'll have a great feud at maybe Survivor Series or something. Yeah. I completely agree. I think that's where it's head eventually. Maybe a bit longer than that. I could see it lasting a year, maybe. But I'm looking forward to these two versus the Usos. That is going to be so much fun. I cannot wait for it. And then finally, I don't know if you've watched it so far, Regional Wrestling's back. Oh, yes. Have you watching it? I haven't watched great, it, it yet. No, I haven't watched great. it yet. No, but really looking forward to making uh, really? making the effort. Super. The first episode had me in bits. It's a prequel. I didn't realise it was until I started watching it, but it's actually a prequel to the first season. Really funny. That stuff, like, they need to do a Southpaw uh, pay-per-view, don't they? Just a one-off. <laughs> just need to do it. It'd be so much fun. But one I big loss, though, it. is uh, one big loss to Southpaw is a uh, big bad family. I know. Man. What are they doing, Rusev? Rusev can't even get on the fucking Southpaw card. What's going on? <laughs> oh, and the secret to was a fucking glaring omission as well, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. I hope they continue that because it's just so, so good. Also, there's rumours so, that, that a whole thing is just John Cena. Because it's just like his idea. It's just That's him, cool. like, just wanting to make something like that. Get the boys involved, have them show their personalities a bit more. Which is, which if that's true, I, that's good on John. I think I've heard like Gallows bringing out Bruce Yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely. I've heard that Gals and Anderson are a big driver behind it as well because I think their characters are something they've had as jokes for ages. Hmm. And they I can definitely see that because they're, they're guys who just really want to elevate other people, aren't they? Yeah, that laugh that Anderson does is so funny. I love it. <laughs> I can't even do it, but it's so good. But, lads, that's been a monster podcast. I think we've covered practically everything we possibly could. It's been a long one. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. It's going to be annoying one to edit at some point, I should imagine. But, lads, if there's anything else you want to mention wrestling-wise, there is your time um, to speak. Just quickly, I have iTunes set up, and I'm going to stay up late on a work night and listen to Conspiracy Theories with Bo Dallas, which is an hour and 19 minutes, according to hey. iTunes. So. Oh, yeah. So I was going to get an early night, so thanks very much. <laughs> Honestly, message me when you listen to it, or when you're listening to it, because it'll have you in bits, every single one. I certainly one. will. Trust I certainly me. will, I promise. Dallas is like, <laughs> everyone thinks I'm crazy. and he, He's funny, because he like explains himself normally. He goes like, I know people think I'm crazy, but and then says something fucking mental. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I can't wait. I do like him. I do like his new um, his new clothing, his attire. So now I. That he's really like Mr. Mr. It is. It's so uh, like Las Vegas pimp. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Absolutely. Uh, anything else, Wilson or Tom? No, no, I can think of. No, I'm, I think we've I think we've covered everything. To be fair. Well, if there's anything else, it's not worth talking about. L- ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we are, of course, from lineofvenusuite.com, where you can get all your Bolton Wanderers news, who fought wrestling on Bolton Wanderers. All Bolton Wanderers news, match stuff, all that stuff. It's all well and good. Follow me on Twitter at Nebraska. Follow Tom on Twitter at Cult of Wilson. Follow Tom on Twitter at Tom Malloy. And you can't follow Chris on Twitter anymore because he got rid of it and his life's 100% better because of it. So, lads, if there's nothing else to say, it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. And make sure you do follow Line of Venusty. Don't follow any of these lads. Absolutely. Say goodbye, Wilson. Adios. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. And it's goodbye from me, Sir Lavie. <laughs> <laughs>